0: It's time for Mind Your Business on 710WOR and the iHeart Radio Network to present the weekly business radio show produced by the award-winning marketing firm, Bottom Line Marketing Group, BLMG, sharing business and marketing strategies to make you and your business successful. Now, here's your host, the president and founder of Bottom Line Marketing Group, Yitzhak Saflis.
1: Thank you for joining me here on another edition of Mind Your Business with You Successfulist, right here on 710 WOR at 10 p.m. on Sunday nights throughout the New York, New Jersey metro area and throughout the world on the powerful iHeart Radio Network. Yes, the Nielsen ratings have us once again in the top 10 New York AM radio. That is a big deal. That's a big deal. The Nielsen, the Nielsen, of course, that's the global measurement and data analytics company. And to have us in the top 10 in New York AM radio, we came in recently number three. I did not check the ratings, the most recent ratings yet, so I got to be straight. I can't say that we were three, but there are times it came in four or five. If we're in the top 10, that is a definitely a very big deal. This show, the listeners know, have we feature week in and week out from already mid-2015... In fact, our very first show featured a senior executive at Uber. And then afterwards, we had, uh, the, you know, very shortly afterwards, we had Steven Satov, the former CEO of Saks Fifth Avenue. We've had many, many incredible guests. And tonight's guest, I just got to keep you in suspense, and drop longer because that's radio. You know, I just got to, you know, play by the rules of radio. But um, we've had Fortune 500 executives and marketing gurus like Seth Godin and many other, Uh, business leaders and executives and marketing gurus, as mentioned, all presented in order to get you ahead in business, right? Because, right, we learn from the great people out there. And when people have been successful and they're willing to share that information here on Mind Your Business, we make sure to bring them to you. Because how are you supposed to get, how are you supposed to know what to do? That's the whole point. The point is to share with you great business advice, from the experts, from the industry leaders, to get you ahead. And um, a special shout-out to uh, to the many that have, hundreds of thousands that have watched the different episodes on our YouTube channel. On YouTube, we're at 710WOR, Mind Your Business on YouTube. If you subscribe, you're automatically notified every single time the radio show gets uploaded. And is put onto um, is put onto YouTube. Well, just a special shout out to our team here at Bottom Line Marketing Group, who plays such an important support role. Michal Suruli, Bitsala, Bracha, Michael, Miriam, thank you so much. And to the many others, and a special shout out to the Liquid Scoop, among many other platforms that we are um, that, that that we reach. We're syndicated on on a regular basis. Well, without further ado, tonight's guest, Dr. Rich Roberts. Why do we love having him on? Well, because he has great advice to share, and he's very, um, he's very gracious about really sharing it, saying it like it is. And therefore, tonight, we're not just having a schmooze with Dr. Roberts. He's, he's a great schmoozer, too. But we're talking about management fundamentals. Tonight's show is titled Management Fundamentals. Well, we have a few different categories under that managing people directly what about managing the whole company and the company culture problem solving and achieving goals so without further ado dr rich roberts medical doctor doctor of biophysics and former pharmaceutical industry ceo for a quarter century dr roberts thank you for joining me here once again back on mind your business thank you for having me it's a real a real treat and especially when we were we were huddling internally we say you know we have to do a show specifically on management. And we know we could talk about a lot of things. In fact, just a special shout-out to Dr. Roberts' YouTube channel at the beginning of coronavirus. I'll never forget this. He had a a YouTube, so it's there. Anyone can go watch it. He made his predictions on the stock market. And at the time, probably people thought, Dr. Roberts, people thought you're probably nuts. You were saying invest. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, anyone that listened to you probably became a millionaire by now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, you know, he's blessed, Baruch Hashem. He called it, and that's why we have a show about management and for what Dr. Roberts built at URL Pharma. Well, like, you know, let's talk the fundamentals of management. And therefore, Dr. Roberts is very, uh, you know, on behalf of the tens of thousands of listeners, thank you for joining us here and for, uh, for graciously spending your time and sharing valuable advice. Let's jump in with... Managing people—it's not an easy subject. It sounds yeah, managing people—it's not just AI. Let's let's kind of get into the meat and potatoes. Let's start with delegation. The 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 topic of delegation is is, is 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 so critical because a company executives can't get anything done without delegating, and yet, you know, how do you how do you hold people accountable? You give something over; it's got to get done. The CEO's expecting it to get done. And so, what are the tips and tricks to to be a great to be a great manager and to delegate effectively? So, if you're a an
2: entrepreneurial one-person company starting out, you're like a mom-and-pop company they call, and you're on top of everything. You're doing everything yourself. Eventually, you'll you'll hire one person, two people, if you're fortunate enough to grow. And but you're still gonna have your finger in everything. But when you get to be 50 employees, 100 employees, 200 employees, if that original entrepreneur, if if that person tries to still have have his hand in everything that's going on, the company will collapse. Not only will it collapse, but you'll be communicating to your employees that they really don't matter and their performance doesn't matter because you, the CEO, is gonna step in and just do the work if they don't. So if you wanna grow as a company, you're going to need to be able to delegate. You're going to be able to need to transition from when you controlled everything yourself and did everything yourself and worked 28 hours a day to now getting <laughs> other people to do work in their areas of expertise. And then you're going to have to hold them accountable for what they're doing. So it's, it's, first it's going to be a psychological or personal change for you. To understand you're not going to have your hands on every single detail but on the other hand you want things done correctly so as you back off from areas you're going to need to have written metrics written uh, measures of how well that area is doing to to the degree of the detail that you can and you need to make sure that the reporting on that is being done truthfully it is a classic business 101 case of the mom and pop company starts from nothing, grows to a $50 million a year corporation, and then goes out of business because mom and pop try to do everything. And part of that also is understanding that you don't know everything. I, uh, how do I say this? I mean, I, you know, I'm generally considered, I have a history of sort of being able to understand most things, whether it be quantum mechanics and chemistry or pathophysiology and medications and, and, and obviously other things in life. But I held—I never went to business school and I held no illusions over the fact that I don't know finance. I certainly, and I learned finance from different chief financial officers I've had over the years. But even with everything I know now, even doing net present value calculations, I don't know it nearly as well as a financial expert does. When it comes to marketing, again, mom and pop might think that marketing is the same as just trying to go and sell. Or marketing might just be the same as uh, putting an advertisement in, an, in, you know, in a publication. But marketing goes way, way deeper than that. There's uh, all kinds of analyses that are done, research that's done on understanding your customer base, your competition, your products, what people are looking for. There's a whole marketing matrix on what motivates people to buy or not buy or to or to be swayed by an advertisement. Whether it's something positive that they want to gain, or whether it's something negative that they want to avoid. The positive things they want to gain are validation from people, admiration, love, physical comfort. They want to they want to avoid a physical threat, poverty, starvation, um, um, rejection. So you know and that's just in the area of marketing. In every area, there there are there are there is a lot of knowledge, tremendous amount of knowledge. And you, as a mom and pop entrepreneur, better know that you don't have that knowledge. So as you grow and you bring in people of higher levels of expertise, need to be able to delegate to them, give them ownership over the process, let them feel that they are responsible, it's theirs to do, but you as the person above them on the corporate management structure are going to have actually written metrics, written deliverables that they are measured against to make sure that they're getting it done. Whether, and, and it becomes difficult, by the way, many times to measure it. For example, in business development, well, you're going to say, well, the person has to get done five business development deals a year. Well, how good are those deals? How advantageous are they? Maybe they're lousy deals. you can end up losing money on years down the road. It's not, a, it's not so simple in, in many areas, but some areas it is. For example, sales. You could say how much the sales should be, or how much, what the targets are for the sales of products that are more profitable to you and less dependent upon sales of products that are less profitable to you. You have to make sure the salesperson does not control the price also, or, or otherwise they might sell the product at a loss as long as they meet their sales goals, but your profit goals aren't met. So you, when you delegate, you have to give people ownership of their areas, you have to hold them responsible. Don't let them put it on the people below them. Well, I gave him ownership and he didn't get it done. No, 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 You're responsible for the delivery of that department. You're the one who has to make sure it gets done and I'm holding you responsible. But, um, you, but in doing so, you also have to be able to back off. You can add your ideas, you can ask questions, you can have discussions, but you don't go in and do the work and take control. You have to give control to the, the experts in those areas as you get company comes up and up you're going to be paying higher and higher salaries recruiting people at higher levels of proven performance hopefully if you don't then you have to take corrective action to eventually sever them but you're going to get people at a, you know it's it's very much like football i mean you know or, or sports you get in better more talented players they're more capable they don't need to be told every single little thing but you need to hold them to make those tackles make those catches Uh, pass the ball to the open receivers Uh, so you have to hold them responsible and you do it in writing you have numbers you have reporting but you need to be able to delegate and back off and not
1: try to do it all yourself so Dr. Roberts now you know we're talking about management there's a term transference right it's an interesting term that uh, perhaps can apply to the business world as well could you please uh, elaborate on that
2: regarding transference that's a term in psychiatry where many times, not don't no one should think for a second this is all psychiatric issues. It's not. But when it comes to, for example, personality disorders, it typically the person, as a child, early in their childhood, when when their personalities were developing, mm-hmm. if they had to deal with certain um, difficult situations that were recurring in their lives they will have developed techniques, for example, with their parents. Let's say the parents themselves are not so healthy. The the child will have to develop certain techniques or approaches in order to uh, cope with their parents' personality issues themselves or deficiencies. And then what happens is later in life, this person has a personality disorder because the same approach, the same technique they were doing as children when they were growing up, they now put this onto other relationships all around them. So in psychiatric therapy, many times the patient, as it becomes more comfortable with a psychiatrist, will start to transfer that patient's attitudes, preconceived notions, reactions, orientations that the child had that, as a three, four, five, eight year- old child to its parents, to his parents, this 40, 50 year old, patient will now start acting that way towards the psychiatrist. That's called transference. The patient starts to see the psychiatrist as the parent figure and reacting that way. In business, I noticed, I noticed as a 30-year-old, 35-year-old CEO with certain employees, might have been high-powered employees that were very dominant people who were, let's say, 60 years old, they would react to criticism by me by getting into like a tizzy, like a little child being criticized by, its, by his parents. And what I realized, there's noticed, is this is the psychiatric mechanism of transference. The employee will see the people higher up on the, on the management structure, and especially the president and CEO, the employee will perceive you in many, not in all cases, not in all people, but in many times as a parental figure. So on the one side, if they do something wrong, you need to tell them, but the other side, you need to understand that some people who are, especially people who are very well, well, I don't, forget it. I don't want to make such a broad statement. You just need to see if people are reacting to you based on the facts of what you're saying to them. If there's something they did wrong, you'll explain to them why or how. And yet, but on the other hand, you need to take note if they are overreacting or reacting with emotions that don't really pertain to that specific situation. In that case, they may well be uh, transferring their inner perception or orientation towards their parent onto you. And in those cases, you have to be careful. If the employee is a good one and you want to keep that employee, you need to be very careful uh, and gentle with that person in what you say and how you, how you present things. Now there can be other people that don't have transference at all. And, and they're, you know, they're just all about the work and all about the job and all about the facts and, and, and performance and getting things done. And then you could talk to them more, more factually. There, will also be, there might also be cases where a, an employee is transferring their obnoxious, you know, adolescent rebellious period onto you as, as, a, as someone higher up on the management curve. And don't think this is age-related. That person could be 30 years old, 20 years old, could be 60 years old. And then it becomes an insubordination. When an insubordination, insubordination cannot be tolerated, and that person will eventually have to be eliminated from the company. But just you, you need to realize that as a president and CEO, especially as a company gets bigger and bigger, and you become less commonly accessible, uh, and, and more of a Wizard of Oz, more mythical figure, the more they're, gonna, they're going to see you as a more powerful figure and, and, and transfer their feelings of authority and, and those issues onto you. So some people, you need to hammer them when they do something wrong. Some people, you need to be very gentle and vice versa. Some people, we tell them the great job they did they will, they will just be beaming, and they'll be on fire and, and doing great. And others, okay, compliments are nice. How much money am I getting for it? Where's my bonus?
1: <laughs> We're speaking with Dr. Rich Roberts, medical doctor, doctor of biophysics, and former pharmaceutical industry CEO of URL Pharma for over 24 years. Tonight's show is titled Management Fundamentals. It's all about how to be a successful and effective manager. We're going to take a short commercial break. Stay tuned.
3: Ever wished as you're sitting alone in a corner at one of those networking events that you could connect better with other people? Ever beat yourself up because you didn't speak up again at that meeting or been sweating buckets terrified before a presentation because you aren't confident about your public speaking skills? We've all been there. The good news is you can change. For over 100 years, millions of lives have been transformed because of our courses at Dale Carnegie. We develop people's confidence, leadership abilities, communication skills, public speaking skills, and human relations. Both our public courses and customized corporate workshops have proven results. We all have goals, but only a limited amount of time to reach those goals. Let Dale Carnegie help you get there. For further information, visit us online at dalecarnegie.com. That's DaleCarnegie.com where you can explore all the training courses and regional locations that are available to you. DaleCarnegie.com
0: Hi, honey. I know you said you'll get to it, but the family picture still needs to be hung up on the wall. Maybe you can pick up the tools you need on your way home? Don't push it off again. Let Mr. Super Handyman handle it. Call 718-218-218 5555 to let Mr. Super know what you need done. That's 718-218-5555, 718-218-5555. Let Mr. Super do something super for you.
1: Back. Mind your business with the U6 Atlas, right here on 710 WOR, the voice of New York and throughout the world. A special shout out to all our listeners around the world on the iHeartRadio Network and. Uh, I mean, if you're listening to it now on Sunday night, guess what? This will go up as a uh, as a YouTube episode, very popular YouTube episode. Uh, if you want to be notified when this particular episode goes up, great, just subscribe to our channel 710 W O R Mind Your Business on YouTube. Again, we're on 710 W O R Mind Your Business. All subscribers automatically get a notification every single time we upload. The um, the broadcast, and we're speaking with Dr. Rich Roberts. And tonight's show is titled "Management Fundamentals." In the first uh, the first portion of tonight's show, we talked about managing people directly, um, and then we're going to go on to and co- to corporate culture. But if uh, Dr. Roberts, if it's okay, I want to hold on to one more question that really fits under the rubric of managing people effectively and directly. How do you communicate to everyone on a particular assignment? Um, you know, it's to, it could be teams. You could have five or ten people on a project. What is the best way to communicate, of course, to holding everyone on that team accountable, but to communicate with all those people that need to be touched and need to be uh, spoken to, I guess, if you will, um, directly so that there is there is daylight. There's complete transparency between everyone on that team.
2: There are various project management softwares that can be, software programs that can be used. There's emails that can be done as a batch to everybody involved. There are meetings you can hold, whether it's in person or it's by video conferencing. But I think that the real key is to, number one, understand how important it is that everyone involved on a project be kept up to date It might be that every week everyone on the project is going to get up is going to get together on a on a conference call or video call and and they're going to you and whoever's leading the project is, is going to go through all the deliverables all the issues you know one two three four and update but the one thing i want you to know is you need to make sure that when the significant decisions are being made if significant milestones occur if new information comes in, if there's any change in course, you need to make sure it's communicated to everyone involved on the project. Don't think in your mind, oh, great, I got this done. I'm going to, uh, great, this new thing came in. I can do it this way and that way. And then you do it this way or that way. And then when everyone else finds out about it two weeks later, and they've all been working now on something that's no longer applicable, mm. you've demoralized them. You've demoralized them as a team. You've demoralized them on this particular project. You've demoralized them as employees of the company. So if you want to have everybody contributing, you need to make sure that they not only have ownership to deliver what they need to deliver, but they also understand where they're part of the greater project and they're up to date on it. And that's just very,
1: very important to do. Let's talk about corporate culture. Um such a such an important subject and uh I I guess thankfully these days it's getting a lot more attention. Um because a company can't just view its staff as like, all right, I'll squeeze them and squeeze them and let's see what we can get out. They have to be I guess nurtured, almost like planting a garden. You gotta water it, you gotta feed it, you gotta you, you gotta t- treat it with, with TLC as as the expression goes. How does a company institute a great corporate culture plan and initiative? How do they go about it? It's a great question.
2: There are different aspects to, cor- to corporate culture. The first part I would tell you about is identity. Employees, if they're working eight hours, nine, ten hours a day in a company, they're spending most of their, more of their life on working for that company than they are anything else. They're probably not you know they're probably not sleeping for more than eight hours a day. Many people get less sleep than that. They're certainly not spending that kind of time with their spouse, with their children, on hobbies they like to do, no matter what it is. They're spending the vast the, the, the largest single expenditure of time that they're doing is working for that company. and you want to make sure that they feel a part of it, that they identify with it. It is their company. Now human resource professionals, they know all about how to how to do this whether it's you know having corporate picnics having signs up around you know the lunch rooms this is your company you're you know call it, call it the acme company you know this is your acme you are acme you're part of it this is you the employees make the company we're a team but it's very important that you know that most people because it's most of what they do in the, it's the greatest amount of time that they do in any single activity, they, they they have a natural inclination to want to identify with and feel a part of the company. So it's important that you communicate to them that that it is there, it is their company. That they're this is we're all going up, we're all succeeding or we're all failing together. And um, better not to go on the fail part too much. You want to be more succeeding positive. But make sure they know that it's their company. The other thing I would say about corporate culture is you as a president and CEO will set a standard by your behavior both in front of people and in front of the public and behind closed doors. So in one example is when I first joined this company, I left my medical and scientific careers and I joined this company. There were Many gender discrimination lawsuits against the company, and what happened was, I didn't. You know, I'm, a, I'm an Orthodox Jew. I didn't come in there and start espousing or or or, or um, you know talking in platitudes, particular ethics. But when somebody would say to me an off-color joke, I wouldn't respond. They'd say to me something that was denigrating to women, or or I I wouldn't I would I would act like I didn't even hear it. They would curse. I would respond by speaking about the facts and the content of the sentence or the information and I wouldn't curse back and I wouldn't respond to the cursing. And don't you know what happens is, you know, if you're president and CEO, people are conscious of what they're gonna look like in your eyes and when they see that you don't joke in this way, when they see that you don't speak in this way, when they see see that you don't make comments in that way, it, it, it will permeate throughout the organization. Similarly, behind closed doors, you know, if you say in, in public, oh, you know, I love the employees, and behind closed doors, you're just working on how best you can take everything from the, employee the, from the employees, have everything for yourself and nothing for them. That will permeate throughout the culture. There will be executives that will see it, and they will set that example to the people underneath them, and, and, it will, and it will be a culture that will be set. Uh, I loved my employees. I didn't do it because it was good business. I did it because I love them and I respect them. And actually, I personally sweated it out. I personally felt a lot of tension during very difficult times. The company was threatened because I felt the, 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 the pressure of what will happen to these people if the company doesn't make it. But those attitudes from a business perspective, are also good for the business because they'll permeate throughout the company and they'll get to know this is a company that looks out for them, a company that's on their side, or if a companies just there to take it from them. And I'll tell you something, the number one reason why people unionize and why employees unionize is not for more money. It's because they feel they're not respected by the management they feel like they're not heard by the management, and they, therefore they feel like they need representation for protection. We were in a highly unionized, almost completely unionized city of Philadelphia. And the union tried to unionize us maybe five, six, seven times. Every time, the unions got shut out hmm. by the employees, absolutely shut out, because hmm. the employees knew. And it was true, actually kind of still is true, even though, you know, we sold the company nine years ago. I still feel that love and that caring for my employees. So these things that you do will set the culture. I'll give you one other example. Sure. We are, we're, we, are, we, are we were a pharmaceutical company. We're highly FDA, highly FDA regulated. You must follow the regulations. You must do things honestly according to the regulations. I know once I was going to go on a trip and I was leaving from the company. I had to leave my car in the parking lot. And I, one of the vice presidents told me, we just park it in the handicapped parking spot right next to the guard station so that he can watch, they can, we had guards 24 hours a day, so the guard station can watch your car. I said, I can't do that. Uh, I'm not. Thank God I'm not handicapped. And I'm going to set an example for people that I cheat. I park in the handicapped place where when I'm not handicapped, couldn't do it, I didn't do it. And I would set the example time and time again, that we do things honestly, we follow the law, and that was very important to making sure that we didn't have people trying to cheat on FDA you know, compliance here or there that could take us all down. Mm. So yeah, your behavior and your attitude will set a culture throughout the company. We're speaking with
1: Dr. Rich Roberts, medical doctor, doctor of biophysics, and former pharmaceutical industry CEO for nearly a quarter century at URL Pharma. We're talking about ma- the tonight's subject, management fundamentals. And this particular section of the show is focusing on corporate culture. We're gonna come back to that after the commercial break. Stay tuned.
0: The future that you envision for yourself and your business is totally attainable. You need support along the way. And as entrepreneurs, having a team around you that supports you in achieving what that vision is, is vital. And that is something that the Covenant Group is committed to delivering. Most of the times that people come to the Covenant Group, usually it's that they want to enjoy what they're doing, they want to have more quality time, or they want to have financial independence or financial security. My name is Keith Deming.
4: I'm Norm Trainer, and we educate and coach entrepreneurs to build a high-performance business. We are in essence design engineers, and we're helping entrepreneurs design the business that's right for them, and then execute. The idea of having somebody coach you through the hard times in the business and think through what it is to have an inventory of client activity and what it is to build a base of revenue and to think like a business person, it's just not common in our industry. My name is Mark Parton. I'm Dean Harder. I'm Alvin Brown. I'm Jay Langford. My name is Luke Godet. I'm Andrew McKinnon, and I'm building a high-performance business. And I'm building a
0: high-performance business. And
4: I'm building a high-performance business. Building a high-performance business.
0: Learn more by visiting www.covenantgroup.com.
4: We're all in a rush these days. We're running to meetings to finish a project. <sighs> when do we have time to educate ourselves? Enter Business Class, the free daily 60 second video clip featuring advice from C level executives and business giants such as Beth Comstock, Jeffrey Hazlett, Joe Hart, Shep Hyken, and many more. Follow us on Instagram at Business Class Clips, that's at Business Class Clips on Instagram, or sign up for our WhatsApp daily broadcast by texting sign up to 718 594 6519 on WhatsApp. Get ready to get ahead. If you're installing hardwood or SPC or WPC vinyl flooring, do it with the highest quality products. PC Hardwood Floors, the hardwood flooring leader has been supplying flooring professionals with the highest quality flooring materials for over 40 years. The knowledgeable team at PC Hardwood Floors will ensure that your materials will arrive at your job site by our own fleet trucks, hassle-free. With seven locations in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, and next day delivery, PC Hardwood Floors is the tri-state area's preferred full-service hardwood flooring distributor. Call 866-369-3232 to find out how PC Hardwood Floors can help you find the right hardwood Hardwood products and finishing supplies for all your flooring projects. For a free consultation, call 866-369-3232. That's 866-369-3232, or visit us at pchardwoodfloors.com. That's p c h a r d w o o d f l o o r s dot com.
1: Mind your business with these successless. Right here on seven hundred and ten WOR, the voice of New York and throughout the world on the powerful iHeart Radio network. Also, a, um, I get you know people ask from time to time, like, "Hey, you know, if I want to watch the shows," and the answer is yes. I talk about it. Hello, if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, you automatically are notified every single time. Our broadcast goes live as a video on YouTube. Our channel is 710 W O R Mind Your Business. Again, on YouTube, 710 W O R Mind Your Business, and then you will automatically be notified when, even tonight's show. Management Fundamentals with Dr. Rich Roberts and all past shows. I mean, there's hundreds of shows that are already uploaded and viewed by hundreds of thousands of people. Thank you. And uh, let's get, without further ado, getting back to tonight's guest, Dr. Rich Roberts, medical doctor, doctor of biophysics, and former pharmaceutical industry CEO for 24 years of URL Pharma. Dr. Roberts, I, I, um, you know, we've been friends for a while, and I, I was touched years ago when I heard this story, and it's very apropos to our conversation about management and corporate culture. And if I recall correctly, I'm not gonna go through the details because I want to hear you do it, but it it was at a time in the company when it was on the verge of bankruptcy, and you were meeting with investors, and you were sticking your neck out for your employees. And it seems that that actually helped you land uh, investment dollars. Could, could, you, could you please share that story? Sure.
2: It was a time that we were close to bankruptcy after several years of one disaster after another hitting us. And uh, just for brevity, I'll just skip all those disasters. But it was really a, a terrible time for me and for everybody. And the employees all could see how bad the company was. And we had to get investors involved. Since so the first time I ever had a chance to interact with, with billionaire type investors were their representatives high level representatives coming to analyze the company and as we were talking about it and we were only about a week week and a half from bankruptcy and they knew that there's not that we if we didn't do this deal we were going to go out of business so i said to the invest this investor group as we were meeting in a conference room there were very few people there maybe even just myself along with the potential investors i said listen you know that I'm in no position to demand anything. But I need to tell you, for the last two and a half years, the employees have seen how bad things are getting. They can see that the facility is in a state of disrepair. There's been no raises for two and a half years. And I told everybody, I'm not getting a raise until everyone else gets a raise first. So you know that I'm in, and you know that we're gonna go into bankruptcy, gonna go out of business soon if I don't get your investor money in. So I'm in no position to demand anything. but there's one thing that I need. If you invest in this company, and if you're able to turn this, if, we, if we are able to turn this company around and make it successful and eventually get sold or go in the stock market, meaning going public, I need the employees to be rewarded for their loyalty. The union has tried to unionize us several times. The employees have no raises and they shut the union out because they're loyal to me. I also need to be loyal to the employees. So I said, please, the one thing I need is stock options for all the employees. So forever, if, if we do get this thing turned around, if we are ever successful, that they'll be successful too. The investors agreed to do it. So after several years of massive struggle, and you know, losing one and a half million dollars a month, and a million dollars a month, and three quarters of a million dollars a month, and another million and a quarter a month, and then a half a million a month, and working hard day and night getting the company back. After three years, we got the company back to break even. And that's where the lead representative for the largest hedge fund in the country, he called me and he said, Rich, I want to tell you something. We're financial people in Manhattan. We don't know anything about running a pharmaceutical company. But when you stood up for your employees behind closed doors, when you said you needed stock options for your employees, we knew that we could trust you in Philadelphia running this company with our money when we're up in Manhattan in dealing with financial markets. So that's why we did the deal. So I want to tell you one thing. I didn't, I didn't stand up for the employees behind closed doors because I knew or thought that that would cause the investors to invest in our company. It didn't even occur to me. I don't. I didn't. I had no experience with these types of people. I had no idea how they, the way that they thought. But
1: well, what you know, if I could jump in, what's so telling about about this story, is that investment people, you know, VCs and, and you know and that and that ilk, they're known. They're numbers people. Their 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 job is to look at the bottom line. It's it's all numbers. But yet at the same time. It's not a matter of heart. It's a matter of, it wasn't a matter of that they were impressed of your heart. They were impressed at, of, the, of, of, of the loyalty that you had for them in response to the loyalty that they had to you. Exactly. And, and yes. that's what won them over to invest in you. Not, not, not that Rich is a nice guy, so we're going to invest. That wasn't the point. It was it was sometimes. Yeah, I'm listening. Sometimes
2: they'll invest in companies and the crazy entrepreneur will take their money and spend it on race cars and horses and who knows what. (laughs) So, you know, and they're not they're not management people. They're financial people. So they were but they they apparently valued this very much. And again, I didn't do it to, to get their investment. I did it because that's how I feel about my employees. I care about them. Truly.
1: What 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 a great uh, what a great story. We we only have around 10 minutes left to the show. When we come back, I want to uh, if it's okay, I want to talk about like problem solving, achieving goals, and even some uh, some important uh, almost we're going we're to do almost like a, like a rapid fire, uh, you know, just a uh, a lightning round of important subjects that apply to the world of marketing. We're going to take a short commercial break. Stay tuned
0: came across a great commercial real estate opportunity and need money fast? At TBG Funding, we understand the challenge. Waiting months for a bank-issued loan can cost you your project. That's where we come in. Call TBG Funding today at 718-705-9300 to get the funding you need to get your project off the ground. That's 718-705-9300. With loans closed in 23 states and over $800 million in closed loans, TBG Funding can help you close any commercial real estate deal in as little as three days so that you can close deals quickly and efficiently. Visit tbgfunding.com to find out how we can help you capitalize on your next opportunity. That's tbgfunding.com. Hi, honey. I know you said you'll get to it but the family picture still needs to be hung up on the wall. Maybe you can pick up the tools you need on your way home. Don't push it off again. Let Mr. Super Handyman handle it. Call 718-218-5555 to let Mr. Super know what you need done. That's 718-218-5555 718-218-5555 Let Mr. Super do something super for you.
4: Finally, a payroll service that does things your way. At Brands Paycheck, you're not a number, you're a partner. Brands Paycheck's personalized payroll solutions ensure that your business receives your financial information the way you want it. From complete payroll services and time tracking to benefits administration and HR solutions, Brands Paycheck helps streamline your business's payroll process and maximize productivity. Call 888 757 3020. That's 888 757 3020 to schedule a free consultation. Brands Paycheck services a wide range of industries nationwide, including hospitality, transportation, B2B, B2C, nonprofit, finance, retail, healthcare, real estate, and more. Learn why companies nationwide rely on Brands Paycheck. Call 888-757-3020. That's 888-757-3020 to schedule a free consultation today or visit online at BrandsPaycheck.com. That's BrandsPaycheck.com.
1: And we're back. Mind your business with East 6 Atlas right here on 710 WOR, the voice of New York and around the world at on the I Radio network. Yes. <laughs> and uh, for those of you that are wondering, like, I just want to watch this video. I want to play it for some other people on my team. No worries. It will be up on YouTube in uh, in no time, in a couple of days. Uh, if you want to be notified automatically, uh, simply subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's very easy. You just go to YouTube, subscribe at 710WOR, Mind Your Business. When you click on subscribe, you'll automatically be notified when tonight's show, and any show, goes live. And, of course, you could take the time and view from the uh, hundreds of videos uh, with major CEOs, people, uh, executives from Fortune 500 companies, Uh, The list goes on, but we got to get to tonight's guest. Tonight's show is all about management fundamentals, and we're speaking with none other than Dr. Richard Roberts, medical doctor, doctor of biophysics, and former pharmaceutical industry CEO for nearly a quarter century at URL Pharma. Uh, Dr. Roberts, thank you so much for joining me here on the show, and we only have uh, around eight minutes left, and we have a lot to cover. So we're going to try to do this almost like lightning round. Here is a uh, particular—I've heard you talk about this in the past— I I I so connected with it because it's you know I wouldn't even say this part of the show is gonna be all like common sense stuff. MBWA, what does that stand for? And can you explain it?
2: MBWA is not my uh, my own developed concept. Right. I I read this uh, many many decades ago, but it it stands for management by wandering around. So when you're again when you're a small mom and pop company. You're there, you're on top of everything, you see everything that's going on. But when you get larger, I mean, at one point, we were spending $100 million a year on research and development, $120 million a year on marketing. We were manufacturing about 2.4 billion tablets and capsules a year. It's a massive operation. There is so much data coming into my head, coming into my office. There are so many people vying for resources and 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 issues and problems and all this going on and, and what happens is then all of a sudden you know I'm, I'm stuck in my office day after day week after week month after month you need to make a, a firm commitment a firm schedule at some point each week you're going to leave your office leave your cell phone there and you're going to walk around You're going to walk around the office area talk to people walk around the manufacturing plant, walk around the warehouse? Are you going to see uh, groups of employees sitting in the corner smoking? Are you going to see people working like crazy? Are you going to see uh, things moving efficiently? Are you going to see garbage piled up somewhere unattended to? Uh, Again, in the pharmaceutical industry, I would point out, I'd say, what's that barrel of tablets doing there? Why is it there? They better have answers for it. Why is that cage not locked? You would have cages, for example, um, for making tablets. You'd have uh, pistons that would come crashing down on the powder, to, and, but it, it will put the imprint of the, number of the number in the name of that product, uh, a uh, uh, mm-hmm. code number on that product, mm-hmm. identification numbers. You had to have that all locked up. You couldn't take a chance that the wrong punch ended up on the wrong product. Everything was under, was, had to be controlled by the quality department, and the operations department. You don't get to see this stuff unless you walk around. You'll hear what the, the vice presidents are filtering for you, but if you don't go talk to employees at all levels of the company, just randomly, you're not gonna know for sure what's going on. And sometimes people then wanna tell me on the QT what's really going on, mm. what something is happening. Doesn't mean it's true or not true, but you at least get that information. So you have to get out, as you get as the company gets big, you need to get out from behind your desk at a predetermined time and go walk around.
1: It's management by walking
2: around, or management by wandering around.
1: Now, this next question is uh, actually I would say a cousin to even what we're talking about, because or, or something you talked about earlier in the show, and that is management requires delegation, and at the same time, you know nothing should be beneath someone. Uh, or someone's dignity to, to roll their sleeves up and do it but at the same time if they're going to have that attitude they won't get their management tasks done so what, uh, what describe you know what it's like um, about you know that a person has to bring some level of, of ego and 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 passion and responsibility to their position but at the same time not let it not let it get to their head to the point that like suddenly they're a prima donna right so
2: The way I say it is, you need to have an ego so that you don't have an ego. (laughs) And there's different meanings of ego. But another way to say it is, maybe more clearly, you need to have a strong sense of identity so that you don't act in an egotistical manner. You need to be very secure in terms of who you are as a person, as a human being, that you're not looking out there to play out emotional issues on things. The, The business is about facts. It's about truth. It's about getting things done. And personal emotions, personal issues should not play into it. So you have to be a strong enough person as a, a, in terms of your identity so that you can be clear-minded and clear of any kinds of other psychological forces and just deal with the issues based on the issues themselves and not bring anything into it. When I would hire uh, people for executive positions, they might have a starting salary of $400,000 a year. But I would say, what in the interview process, I'd say, what jobs are below you? You know, Somebody from a big pharmaceutical company said to me once, well, I'm not going to make my own phone calls. I'm going to have my secretary get people on the phone for me. Okay, very nice. Now, the rest of the interview, I'm just going to be polite because I'm not, <laughs> not going to hire you. Um, <coughs> now, I'm not paying somebody $400,000 to be spending his day I do say his, his or her, right. um, sweeping the floors or picking up garbage. Right. But if there's a United States senator coming in to visit us and there's some garbage in the men's room that he sees uh, and there's no one there to pick it up, he better have no problem picking it up and throwing it out because if he does, he's got his, his ego, his egotistical ego in the way because he, he thinks he's too important. He doesn't have a sense of... Of self that's fulfilled needs needs to go out and be trying to, to compensate it compensate for that that feeling of of that inadequate feeling that he has so yeah. I want people to have strong identities be comfortable with themselves be emotionally healthy so that they don't have to go out proving themselves in terms of um, uh, emotional proofs but can go out there proving themselves in terms of just bottom line performance
1: now Dr uh, Roberts
2: yeah I'm sorry <laughs> one other quick example sure the big pharmaceutical companies, the giants, are very hierarchical, as are most huge companies. People higher up the management chain, they get up there because they just clap for the people above them. And I've been in some of those circumstances, they couldn't stand the fact that I would uh, answer back or I would ask questions just based on the facts and not just bow to the king, bow to the king. So when I would hire in people from these big pharmaceutical companies, who are higher up in in management, I would try to to make sure that early in their tenure with us, we would have a meeting where there are 10 or 15 people around the table, maybe at different levels of management, and I would try to come up with an idea that was not a good idea. And then my people who had already been with me, you know, for years before that, knew that if they don't agree with one of my ideas, they can object with it. They don't say, oh, that's a dumb idea, because that's personal but they'll come up with factual reasons why that idea probably doesn't work and there's a better way to do it. And then my response would be, you know what? Forget what I said, I was wrong, that was a bad idea I had, let's go with your idea. And these people from the big pharma companies would fall off their chairs, figuratively <laughs> speaking. They've never seen the president and the CEO say anything except I'm a big guy and I'm right in everything I do. They were, they were stunned, but this was the example I was trying to set for them and a lesson I was
1: trying to teach them. Now, Dr. Roberts, we actually only have around a minute, a minute and a half left to the show. So I'm going to ask a question. I know there isn't the sufficient amount of time to do justice to it, but perhaps you could leave it even just as a takeaway. What is what's your advice to uh, to approach a situation when it clearly is not adding up, it just doesn't make any sense. But there's this there's, there's a pressure to move forward, but just doesn't make any sense. What's your tip on how to handle that situation?
2: When in doubt, delay. Now, you know what I found is I, I gave a talk once to the company, and when I talked about having you have to be a person of action, you have to take action and get things done. Then the guy with ADHD said, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like the sales guy, with salespeople with ADHD, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when they say, but you need to make sure you're careful and thoughtful and slow down and think through things. Then the guys in finance are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they took from it who they are. But what I'm saying is when something doesn't make sense, you first of all, you need to be attuned to having that feeling that something is not right here. When something's not right there, it's something, you have that feeling something doesn't add up. When you can, uh, delay, slow down, keep your options open, but most importantly, keep digging. You may get the answer in an hour, a day, a week, a month, a year, or never, but if it doesn't, if something feels like it's not right, you need to be getting people involved, asking those questions, and trying to come up with answers. <clears throat> and you just and and, and if, you can't, if you don't have the answer, you need to be comfortable living with the uncertainty of not having the answer yet. But don't think you can dispose of the issue. The issue is there, and something's out there. So it could be, you know, again, we're a pharmaceutical company, uh, a, a a company, a competing company has a patent. On a product in a certain direction, and we can't, from a chemistry perspective, or a marketing strategic pharmaceutical perspective, understand why they were patent it, why it would go that way. Well, there's a reason why they did it, and you need to keep digging, digging, and thinking, and and w- wondering what's going on. If a member of your board of directors has always been a certain way with you, and all of a sudden, they they've always been supportive, and all of a sudden they're harsh. Uh, okay, what's going on? Are they thinking about replacing me? Is he getting pressure from, from his the people above him? Is there some, some conspiracy going on behind the scenes? It doesn't mean that there is, but there very well may be. If something doesn't seem right, if something doesn't smell right, you need to be digging. If someone says, oh, you know, we, could, we can just tell the customer this or that and it'll be okay. And you can sort of, it's called the sniff test. Yeah. You can sort of smell, well, it's not really the truth. It's not really honest. Identify that feeling yeah. and slow it down and then talk it out and, and, and try to and dig and dig and dig until you fully understand what's going on and make sure you're doing things correctly.
1: Great point. Got to apply common sense. Got to apply common sense. Well, this wraps up an amazing edition of Mind Your Business. Special thank you to Dr. Rich Roberts, medical doctor, doctor of biophysics, and former pharmaceutical industry CEO for nearly a quarter century at URL Pharma. Tonight's show all about management fundamentals. And just a reminder, this show will go up in a couple of days on YouTube. Uh, if you subscribe, you'll automatically be notified. Otherwise, just subscribe today at uh, on YouTube at seven ten W O R Mind Your Business. Again on YouTube, we're at seven ten wor Mind Your Business. Wraps so up a great edition of Mind Your Business. Tune in again next Sunday night for another great edition of Mind Your Business. Right here on seven ten W O R and the iHeart Radio network. Have a successful week.
0: 710 WOR and the iHeart Radio Network present Mind Your Business, hosted by the president of Bottom Line Marketing Group, Yitzhak Saflis. Founded in 1992, Bottom Line Marketing Group is a strategic, creative, and execution-driven marketing agency, helping businesses by clarifying and promoting their vision, mission, and purpose to support its lead generation and customer retention initiatives to gain market share in their industry mind your business focuses on business and marketing strategies for success tune in every sunday evening at 10 p.m. for this intriguing radio show as yitzhak interviews fortune 500 executives business leaders and marketing gurus from a wide variety of business industries now yitzhak and his guests offer their knowledge and expertise to help you be successful every sunday night on mind your business